Hi, my name's Becca. And I'm Morgan. And my name's Danelle. And this is a Listen Up podcast. Welcome back to the Listen Up podcast. Somehow we are already halfway through our 2020 roundup. In this episode, we're going over May and June. We're going to talk about all the good news stories, the news stories that were absolutely covering the press, and also the things we didn't really hear too much about. As always, we do need to check out some trigger warnings first. In this episode, we're going to be talking about racism, we're going to be talking about police brutality, and we're also going to be talking about sexual assault. It is quite a heavy episode. There are some really nice, good stories in there as well. But we just want to warn you that if you're not in the right mindset, please do give this episode a miss and come back again next week. Welcome back to another episode of the Listen Up podcast. And in today's episode, we're going to be looking over May and June. All the news that happened that we maybe forgot about, or didn't hear about at the time, and also all the nice things that happened as well. So, May 2020, what what can people remember? May 2020 actually is probably one of the things that stuck out the most in terms of lockdown. Like, what happened throughout lockdown? Obviously, one of the biggest, I think, would be um, George Floyd. And Mm -hmm. that was right at the end of May, actually. So it obviously does spiral into June. Um, but obviously George Floyd, everyone should know about it because it was huge. Like, I, I don't think anyone could possibly miss it. Um, George Floyd was killed by Minneapolis police in the tw- on the 25th of May um, and they knelt on his neck for nine minutes. And I remember, like, I always have, like, I understand filming it, obviously, because mm-hmm. in sense of, like, for evidence... But I just, I like couldn't watch it. I really couldn't watch it. Yeah, and I hated the fact that so many, I, I know we spoke about this in an episode at the time, but it was one of those things that people were just sharing this video around and it was kind of like, and it became a thoughtless thing. People just shared it and expecting you to watch it. And it, if you didn't do that, then yeah, maybe we wouldn't know about it and people wouldn't have heard about it. But also, do you really need to share a video around like that? It's just... I think the part for me was that it was him, like, he yeah. being shared. Yeah. It was, like, him and, like, the the last minutes of his life mm-hmm. ended in such, like, a horrific way. But instead of it being, like, I don't know, obviously, I don't know what else they could have shared because literally he is the video. But I just, something I understood, but also it didn't sit right. Having this guy's mm-hmm. last moments just kind of everywhere. Yeah. So obviously, and I think his death started one of like I wouldn't I don't want to say one of the biggest movements, but honestly, like it was huge. Like I would, yeah, happened. I think it was pretty like one of the probably I think they were calling it like one of the biggest civil rights movements of our generation. I also think it's crazy that it sparked um, like a fire in people, mm-hmm. not even just in America. Like I'm pretty sure every state in America had protests, which, if you think about it, is insane every single state in America. Then you've got the UK, like there was London, the London protest was massive. Australia. There was there was one here. Like there was, there's literally, I'm not gonna obviously say my town name, but like for my town, which is small, there was a specific Black Lives Matter page created and a protest down at the park 
So it's not just like the big cities that were mm-hmm. doing it. It was individual towns getting involved and doing their own thing. I think, yeah, I think it can easily be called one of the, like the spark of such a big movement. I think it was crazy because if you thought about it, if you think about it, not thought about it, if you think about it, it like, again, it united the whole bloody world. Mm-hmm. In a different way. Literally every, but obviously such a negative outcome. Yeah. Like such a negative uh, not outcome. What's the word? A negative situation. Yeah. Turned into something that was like revolutionary. Mm. I think people just kind of reach that tether of enough is enough, and it's something that I've like, been saying for years. And I know we touched on it again in that episode. I think we did a whole episode on racism, but it was like people then started posting the black square. People wanted to get involved however they could, and whether it was performative or what. This, that's not this today's conversation, but people got involved at the time, and everybody was uniting in it. And then it's kind of just begun to trickle away. Like people now beginning to forget about it and forgetting about what they were doing at the time and all that stuff. But I think at that time, it was this one thing that just absolutely meant everybody had reached their tether, got involved. And it did do, I think it did do some really positive things. We sparked loads of uncomfortable conversations, even in this country. Um, There were so many different conversations that maybe should have been had quite a while ago. What we yeah. had like museums, statues, like brand logos. There was so much. That it, but that's it the started. thing again. It you, it brought a pro- it brings across that question of is it performative mm-hmm. activism or is it genuine? Because it's very easy to like again post a black square and to change a logo to represent something, but you have to actually implement it. Mm-hmm. And I definitely, think you people definitely did jump on that bandwagon. But again, you as we have said before you don't know what someone's doing offline. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is done with good intentions at the time of people, especially at that point when it was such a big thing, people want to show their support or get involved however they can. And maybe the whole performative activism thing wasn't a widely discussed thing at the time. So by people then doing this and then us having those discussions about it, we're beginning to bring light to things a bit more, which then makes people more accountable for their actions going forward. Like, if it didn't happen, we would never have had that conversation about performative activism at this point in time. And it would maybe take another thing to happen or another awful situation, another war or whatever, for something to actually spark that conversation. Yeah. And that's when we started our podcast, like, finally as well. Yeah, I think come May, we were kind of... We've been speaking about it quite a lot. Um, and it was one of those things that we're, we're speaking about this stuff. How can we help? What can we do to help? And I think that's when kind of the first trickles of the conversation were beginning to beginning to form. But there was a lot of stuff outside of um, Black Lives Matter movement and protests that were going on as well, which looking back now, didn't really add up as being the same month. I feel like May was just a very odd time um i think one of the things that stands out to me the most was uh the good old dominic cummings incident where he um drove to bernard castle took his like toddler and his wife whilst he had covid to try and take them to family basically um dominic cummings is i guess people don't know um well was now i guess um the pm's advisor and um he basically is one of the people who has put in all these rules in place for you have to stay at home you can't leave your house if you have any symptoms went outside literally took his kid with covid halfway up the country um and then 
he said that he drove to Barnard Castle to test his eyesight and all these awful things were kind of about, like, what on earth are you talking about? And I think it was one of the the real standout moments of this year of us just all being like, what is the government and what is going on and how how are we in this this point of time? That was, that, wow, that feels like ages ago. That was, that was such a media spectacle. <laughs> Yeah, it, and it was all in May, which I, to me, it doesn't feel like it was at the same time as the protest. I felt like it was a few months afterwards, but I don't know. But the protest lasted, like, forever, I feel like. lasted forever. They lasted, they lasted, like, a good six weeks. Probably even more than that. There's still protests going on to this day. We just don't hear about them anymore. Mm. Oh, a few weeks after the Canada incident, and the mass shooting incident, um, Prime Minister Trudeau announced a rifle ban in Canada. Which I think is crazy because they've been trying to get a ban in America for who knows how long. And Canada had one, like, obviously 20, was it 22 people? 22 people, yeah. That's still, like, obviously, even one person's a lot is one too many. Mm-hmm. Um, but but when you compare the two. Yeah, when you just have, like, one very, like, out of the out of the blue, I guess um mass shooting and he said that's right, it that's it yeah going i think that's how quickly he managed to achieve that was insane i think it, it's a really good example to the rest of the world who haven't done this yet or mm. actually because i think especially in america there's a lot of people who are like well no you can't like you can't take away my right to bear arms and stuff and all this stuff is oh it's not going to work you're just going to get more shootings and I think now you can look at Canada and be like, well, actually, look, they've done it. It, it is as easy as you can make it out to be. You, you make it illegal, stop people from buying and selling. Well, there you go. Um, I mean, it'll be interesting to see a bit more into it. I haven't really looked into it that much. Um, but yeah, hopefully more places are going to start following suit soon. Mm. And on May 4th, uh, New Zealand was announced. Uh, they had zero cases uh, in the last 24 hours. And they were recognised and praised by the WHO organisation for their success during lockdown. Which is, as well, there's something to learn from the rest of the world. Cause I feel like the whole world just needs to look at New Zealand, look at Jacinda Ardern and just follow suit. Because she is absolutely nailing it. Yeah. I mean, how she's done all of this. Her first like term was she had uh, shooting, she had COVID, she had all of this, all while she just had a baby, mm. which is just insane. Um, and yeah, she's been re-elected as well. I think we all need a Jacinda Ardern in power. Definitely. And like they, I, I like how their community as well was very obedient and responsible mm-hmm. with it. They took their own actions and yeah. like did they follow the rules yeah it it really does show a lot i think with this lockdown you can see how different um countries have different attitudes because i think here in the uk people most people did it but there are still people who are like no i'm gonna do what i want to do people who go i mean there's been some awful footage i saw on the news the other day about like how the shopkeepers are being treated because somebody would go into a shop and they have to walk one way around the shop and this woman a kid you know literally goes to the wine aisle and is pushing all the wine bottles off the shelf all because she was told to walk one way around a shop (laughs) it's like 
Can you imagine that? With some of these lockdowns that have gone on around the world, we just look like an absolute mockery when you have people doing that. And yet New Zealand, they have such a community spirit and it's just this, yeah, from from the outside anyway, it's this really beautiful country. People kind of bond together to, to tackle it. You just couldn't imagine, like, if that happened there, it'd be like, what are you doing? Whereas here it's like, I don't know, just, it's become a normal thing now. Yeah. Um, and then I think the last thing that happened in May that I remember really vividly um, was SpaceX. So they launched um, the Dragon capsule, which was the first ever private company to launch astronauts into space. I remember watching it because, like, the first time they couldn't get it up because of, I don't know, it was, like, thunderstorms or something. I don't know why I watched it, but it was really cool. Um, I think it was a really big moment in, like, science and technology. Um, having this this private company kind of opens up a lot of possibilities for what the future of, like, space exploration is going to be. So I think that was a nice positive thing to end the month on. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. So, moving on to June, the World Health Organization reported six new cases of Ebola in the Democratic Republic of Congo. And if I hadn't thought that the locusts and the bees and COVID <laughs> and the fires and all the bloody tropical storms were a problem, finding out that Ebola was back, honestly, was like a smack in the face. Because I think, I can't remember when Ebola first, not like first, but like, you know, when it was a really when big... When it was like a really big issue, yeah. Um, I can't exactly remember when it was, but to find out that they then had more cases, I was like, oh no, because that honestly hit so hard um, when it did. And obviously to have to battle COVID and then to also battle um, coronavirus was obviously going to be very like terrible mm-hmm. <laughs> it was going to be really hard especially because having to battle two diseases in obviously one country that are so like hard to i want to say cure but do you know yeah. what i mean yeah yeah i was like oh no mm-hmm. it's still going to crap i thought like june was six months in maybe they would like look <laughs> up and i was like oh the first of june never mind i think we were also hopeful weren't we when like the beginning of 2020 was like oh yeah 2020 what is happening and then it was like oh because we thought things like the pubs the pubs opened up in July but it was like things are beginning to open stuff's getting better and then it was just like right on the first nope stop the dreaming um I think another thing that happened on the oh so we'll go back to lockdown not lockdown to protests protests really kicked off in June and mm-hmm. unfortunately and very sadly, a lot of people did lose, uh, not a, uh, a lot to me is one, one is a lot to me. Um, a lot of people did lose their lives during protests um, or were really seriously injured by um, plastic, what they called the pellets. Uh, yeah, the, like the like rubber pellets. Yeah. yeah, the rubber bullets. They were um, very, like some people lost eyes and were really disfigured. And I think protests were really, really, um, really kicking off in June. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure like 40 cities in the United States were put on curfew, which I think is crazy. And to top it off, on the 1st of June as well, there was an independent autopsy for George Floyd that found out that he died of asphyxiation from sustained pressure, not the 
um, not the not. I can't think of the word. So it contradicted the. I think it's like the Hennepin, the county's their own had a they had a coroner do mm-hmm. it, and they said he died of um, something else, but he actually died of a six feet. Uh, yeah, they said was it like existing conditions or something yeah, that was just like, kind of heightened because of what happened. Yeah, but he actually died due to being knelt on. So it was good that that came out, but obviously mm. we're still waiting for some sorts of retribution Justice. on that. Mm. I think that maybe um, there was a lot of stuff to do with America in June. I feel like everybody's eyes were on America. So besides all the protests happening, um, it was in June that Joe Biden had surpassed the required number of um delegate wins he needed from the Democratic uh, nominations to face Donald Trump in the general election, which was obviously held in November. So we now know the outcomes of that. But yeah, it was all the way back in June when um, that first actually kind of came about, which feels like ages ago. Um, And then whilst we're, I guess, on the American politics, the other thing that happened was... Um, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services had removed the protections against discrimination that Obamacare had put in place. So it was they, they removed the protections against discrimination for transgender people and women who were seeking abortions, which I mean, I feel like obviously another whole conversation is the whole abortion, pro-choice, pro-life debate but it is such a big thing in America and determining politics. I think it is such a dividing point between the two parties that for Trump to come in and just remove the stuff that was fought so heavily for, especially for like the discrimination against transgender people, how anybody can just go, oh no, we are going to now actively discriminate. Like Mm. it just, in 2020, how on earth are we doing that? And how does that add up? And how that was actually passed, I have no idea. On Twitter, there was a hashtag uh, that spread around the news uh, called Speaking Out. Um, it was about uh, wrestlers um, speaking out their experience on sexual harassment and seeking for help. And then some of them were just ignored, like a lot of uh, women wrestlers were just speaking out about their experience and how they were accused of lying and made them look like they're crazy. No one was just listening to them, which I found like really unusual because like in wrestling, I don't really see that happening. Did you watch Easy, not Easy, eh? That, no, that film. That <laughs> was about that. the American gymnasts. Oh, the, was it cheer? But no, not cheer. Um, the one about oh I'm oh gosh I'm gonna find it. I was talking to you about it the other day, like the other day, like two months ago. <laughs> I literally remember speaking to you about it. It was about that guy, Harry Larry NASCAR. No, I haven't. Athlete A. Explain then. Athlete A. Do you not remember Athlete A? Athlete A. No. We literally spoke about it. It was about the. The, the doctor Larry Nascar. It was about the American gymnast team, and he would like sexually abuse all the girls. 
Um, and he got away with it basically for like ages and ages and ages. He would do it in front of their parents and their parents would just wouldn't have a clue. Oh. Um, because he would like do it in an angle where like the parents can see. No way. And he would see these girls. He basically became like a confidant where he, the actual like um, the coaches were really harsh and they used to like slap the kids and like make tell them to get skinny and stuff. And he would like give them like tokens of chocolate to like gain their trust. And then he would literally, he was just disgusting. He's now in prison. Good riddance. I have never heard of any of that. I'm literally going to send you, you need to watch it on Netflix. I don't know if I want to. No, they don't. It's really like really interesting. Mm -hmm. Again, another lockdown watch. (laughs) On the list. I do like a Netflix party. (laughs) I'm so down there's so much we need to watch so one thing that actually so I mean I watched a lot of true crime during lockdown and I watched this one called world's most wanted and it was about like obviously the world's most wanted like criminals and people who've done war crimes etc and one of them was on this guy called Felice Junkabuga and he basically was the catalyst for the Rwandan genocide in I think it was 1994, um, it killed the genocide killed between 206,000 and 800,000 Tutsis, which was um, they were like refugees, I think. And basically, this Rwandan like rebel group called the Rwandan Patri- Patriotic Front um, basically gave, started a civil war where they were just massacre like massacre people it was really hard to watch actually because you obviously saw some footage of some um awful scenes and he um basically was the person who provided them with most of the equipment they got to literally just Uh... kill everyone um but in june he he was found fairly recently that's what was crazy he was like he had been in hiding in france for like years I think years and years and years and they've been tracking him and he was found I think it was this year actually he was apprehended in May so they found wow. him in May um and he was arrested and in June basically the court a court in France basically said that like he should be handed over to the the UN the United Nations tribunal for his trial because otherwise um, I can't remember why they, but basically they said he his lawyers argued that like he it wouldn't be fair because he's too fragile, mm. and I was like, I just thought it was crazy that he was like all this stuff was happening. Like this was so this was in 1994, that's, that's 26 years, and then he found. I just thought it was crazy. If you honestly, if you're interested in um, the Rwandan genocide. I highly recommend Hotel Rwanda. It's an incredible film. It's really hard to watch at times, but it is incredible. I think I might add that to my list because I've not seen it. Fantasy, amazing. We watched it in social studies at school. Um, But on a more positive thing, let's again end it on a nice happy note. It was in June that we officially launched our Instagram page um, mid-June and now come November we just hit a thousand followers so go team 
your team. And go our little community that we're growing. It's kind of crazy because you don't realise this is... You think it's going to be easy, but it's actually so hard. Mm. I think it's been a huge lesson. Um, it's also been nice to have something... I mean, for me anyway, it's been nice to have something outside of work to be focusing on. And it's nice to learn again. I think that's been the main thing for me is like, I feel like I stopped learning and reading and learning about what's going on in the world. So it's nice to actually actively seek out stuff and research it and learn. And it's nice to like engage with other people as well, like talking mm-hmm. about the same issues. Yeah, definitely. So if you don't follow us on Instagram, Head over to at the listen up podcast now and give us a follow. <laughs> Cheeky plug. Plug there. <laughs> <laughs> and come back next week when we're going to do July and August. Oh, wow. See you soon. Uh, I actually can't stop recording. I can't stop recording.